Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Road. This is Bold Predictions. I'm Austin Ward. That's Jeremy Birmingham and Spencer Holbrook with our, our weekly tradition, uh, previewing and predicting the next Ohio State game. We actually did record a video last week. Um, yeah. It was very elaborate. We brought a uh, Illibuck with us. Um, Berm made a prediction that wound up being accurate, but nobody ever saw it. Um, Berm, you get full marks for that one even though they didn't see it, uh, he stood in front of the camera and said, nobody is going to see this video. The game is going to be canceled. Congratulations, yeah. Berm. You did it. Thank you. And I actually want to be clear that my prescience was so present that I actually said that on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, and we didn't uh, catch any wind of stuff uh, happening in the world of the COVID until Wednesday. So I was actually probably the reason the game got canceled. So I'm sorry, uh, everyone, for that. But it was actually Tim May's fault. Yeah, you both was at the same day, uh, both sit there and uh, ask Pete Warner about them staying clean. And then you just go ahead and, and jump to the next level and say it's going to be canceled. That's on you. I can't believe that you wanted to win old predictions so badly that you got the Buckeyes game canceled. You deserved to make that drive to Champaign with me. I'm a competitive person, uh, Austin, and so if that's what it takes, so what? I mean, I'll, I'll make that drive to Champaign again. Let's, let's not. I don't want to. I don't want to ever, though, ever do that again. I don't ever want to go to Champaign, Illinois ever again. All right, let's not do that. And since you won, you don't get to go first this week because you got the game canceled. Ohio State still on track to play Michigan State on Saturday at noon. Mm -hmm. uh, the Buckeyes need this one to stay on track to the current Big Ten rules for uh, the six-game minimum to win the conference title, which is a pointless, stupid rule, but it still exists right now, just along with along with the 21-day rule and 10-day rule that will keep Ryan Day out uh, and any player who tested positive last week throughout the rest of the regular season. So a lot of uncertainty to deal with uh, for the Buckeyes on Saturday and a lot of uncertainty for us to deal with as we make our bold predictions, and Spencer's going to start that now. Uh, my first bold prediction is that Jackson Smith and Jigba will have more receiving yards than Chris Olave. I just think this is a good time wow. for him to have for him to have a breakout game. I think he's been building toward that. He has a few catches here and there, but I think he just is going to find some opportunities. I I feel like it's been coming for a while, and uh, I just think he's going to have a nice game. And and that's not to say Chris Olave won't have a nice game, but you know, they know exactly what Chris Olave can do and to get another guy involved and to, to feel confident in another guy on the field. Maybe they find him a couple more opportunities. Wow. That's big. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Big and bold. Berm, can you top that? Um, 350 yards passing and five touchdowns for Justin Fields through the air on Saturday. Um, weather is supposed to be relatively nice for Michigan state. It'll be cold, but uh, it's not supposed to be windy. It's supposed to be in the high thirties at game time. Um, I think that it'll be sunny and uh, Justin Fields is probably um, a little bit ready to exercise the demons that happened against Indiana. And uh, I think that this is the time for him to do it against Michigan State, who's coming off. You know, their defense has actually played pretty well for Michigan State um, this year, as you'd expect it. it but they've not played anyone like Justin Fields and uh, the Ohio State receivers. So I'm going to 350 and five tutties through the air for JF1. Did uh, Mark D'Antonio not bequeath his power over the weather to Mel Tucker? He did not, apparently. Um, I mean, it's still going to be obviously cold. It's East Lansing on December 5th for some reason. Um, but, uh, you know, that's what we're faced with. So uh, five tutties, 350, 
through the air for Justin Fields. All right, something that I talked about that never saw the light of day last week was that uh, Ohio State uh, was going to need to address the situation at safety. And uh, Ryan Day and Kerry Combs last week had talked about playing different combinations. This was before uh, everything went haywire. Uh, we'll still have to wait and see exactly what the availability report reveals for these Buckeyes. But one way or the other, I think you will see different faces at safety. And one that I expect could make the most out of that opportunity is Ronnie Hickman. Uh, so I don't know exactly what's going to happen. I'm trying to peer into the crystal ball. I just think he's going to leave this game um, having made the most of the opportunities, maybe six, seven tackles, um, a PBU, maybe an interception. I don't know because Rocky Lombardi loves to really serve that football up on a silver platter for defensive backs. The dude is a pick machine. So if you get to play in the Ohio State secondary, you got a really good chance of coming out with an interception. I think that Hickman needs to see the field more. He's he's shined in a couple opportunities on special teams. He's been, you know, kind of bottom in that mix of getting in defensively. Um, when, when Ohio State has sub there at safety, which hasn't been that much, this is an opportunity where uh, this is not a team that should truly challenge Ohio State in the secondary, but you still have to get those reps uh, and where you show improvement against teams where you should dominate. I think Ronnie Hickman can make the most, most of it, and maybe it'll be a little bit of a, a rewind back to when Brendan White did the same thing when they finally made a change a couple of years ago in the secondary. That really sparked um, the secondary. I think you can see some similarities in the way those two might play, uh, but we're going to have to actually you know, evaluate that in a live setting before we get to that. So I think Ronnie Hickman uh, shines. I know that that's a little bit vague for a bold prediction, but I think that that's a key change in an area where uh, you know, you'll leave this game for Ohio State where they might feel like they've got a different answer there. Round two, Spencer. Austin, I want to say that I do like your prediction because I think if if somebody just plays conservative and can tackle in the secondary and take good angles, I think they'll have a good chance of leaving the game feeling better about the safety situation. So, if Ronnie Hickman's the guy to do it, I like that. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay on the defensive side of the ball. I think Sean Wade's gonna have a really nice game. I think he and Seven Banks both really put it together in this game. I'm not gonna even act like Rocky Lombardi is a worthy passer to say Ohio State's secondary is back, but I think that. You know, maybe each of them have an interception. Uh, let's just make that a bold prediction. They'll try both sides because teams don't seem to be fearing Sean Wade very much. And I think they're they're still um, underselling Sean's ability to play corner. So I'm going to say an interception on both sides at cornerback this week. I think Seven Banks has been playing really well, actually, um, compared to the rest of the secondary and relative to what maybe our expectations were for opposite of Sean Wade this year. And, uh, yeah, Sean is Sean. So I'm just going to give them both an interception. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Just going to give them that, huh? Nice. Yeah. The 12 days of Christmas beginning over here already. <laughs> uh, Jeremy Ruckert is going to catch three touchdown passes against Michigan State. No fullback. None of, none of them from the fullback position. None, none of them from the fullback, fullback position. Okay. He will he will do it entirely out of the tight end position that he uh, has played every day since he arrived at Ohio State. And uh, I think that you will see him uh, really 
And, and here's the other part of this. It's going to start up the chatter again about Rucker to the NFL after his junior season, which has to this point been pretty quiet. But I think that you're going to see him uh, take the offense to a, a different level. Three touchdowns for Jeremy Rucker. Someone's going to catch three touchdown passes in this game, but it's not going to be Jeremy Ruckert. It's going to be Garrett Wilson. Uh, I mean, this it, it's you almost have to like rule him out. Maybe I shouldn't be allowed to pick him for bold predictions because his numbers have been so crazy, and you can see just like it's unfair. There, there's nobody uh, in the country I think that's equipped to stop this Ohio State passing attack, but Garrett Wilson is the one that's really uh, upping the ante for them because there's no you're going to put a linebacker on him. Uh, well, you're dead. A safety? No. You're going to put a corner inside? Like, All right, well, you still have to deal with Jamison Williams and Chris Olave on, on the perimeter. We've talked about that going into the season. That was the reason why Ohio State wanted to make this move. It has worked out far better than I ever could have imagined. I mean, he, Garrett Wilson, um, if he had got to play, the numbers that he could put up, he probably would have breaking, broken every Ohio State receiving record that exists and maybe won the Bolitnikoff Award this year. That'll be a discussion for next season. And it's unfortunate for him, unfortunate, just the same way it is for Justin Fields with the Heisman race that he probably won't get to play enough games to win some of these major awards. But there's almost nobody in the country that's playing any better at wide receiver. So he will score three times against Michigan State. Final prediction or score, Spencer? Um, I'll give my score first because it kind of goes into my prediction. I think Ohio State is going to come out with their hair on fire. I think they're going to be very that's angry deep. with – I hate. Have yeah, you guys ever really? Have you ever smelled burning hair? Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, it is awful. I mean, it's among the worst smells out there. <laughs> I'm Next, just gonna. Anyway, keep sorry, giving, sorry, Spencer. Go ahead. I'm just gonna keep giving my prediction then. Okay, cool. Uh, I don't remember what I predicted on Monday with my rare appearance on Letterman Live, but I do believe it was something to the tune of 52 to 13. So I think that's where I'm going to land. I'm going to land at 52 to 13. I think Ohio State comes out and. Pitches a shutout in the first half and the third quarter. I think Michigan State finds a lucky score or two in the in the fourth quarter. But I think Ohio State's going to come out and absolutely dominate this team. And you're going to see a defensive line who's been hearing the chatter about not giving the quarterback enough. You're going to hear the secondary answer the bell. And the offense is the offense. So 52-13 with – with, that's the bold prediction. A shutout first three quarters for the Ohio State defense. Hmm. Interesting. I am going to – I'm not ready to move on to a score yet, guys. I'm sorry. Um, I want to yeah. just dive into this. Baron Browning's going to score a defensive touchdown. Um, Baron, Bra Baron Browning's also going to have two sacks. Um, Baron Browning's going to have the best game of his career, just so you know, he because because he, he just had the best game of his career, and that that light that is on, and uh, you're seeing. Finally, what the five-star prospect, number one ranked linebacker prospect type player uh, could do. And so I think you're going to see him continue to excel and excel. Um, I think that you're going to also see the first rushing touchdown of the career of Trey Sermon at Ohio State. Just so you know, uh, I'm not going to make that a bold prediction because someone else that I know has done that here every single week. And I'm not going to even make it a bold prediction. I'm just going to say I think it's going to happen. Uh, what else? I think that... Um, the Buckeyes are going to be less reliant on the punt than they were the last time they played at Michigan oh, State. Wow. Yeah. Um, if you guys remember that 2018 debacle. I'm afraid I do. I'm afraid. Um, let's see. What else? Hmm. Well, he's getting cocky now, Spencer. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, let me see. Jonathan Cooper's going to have a sack. Tommy Togia is going to have a sack. 
The Buckeyes are going to have six total sacks against Michigan State. Um, what else? I think we're heading towards a 91 to nothing is where this is going. It's coming. It's coming to me. Hold on. One more thing. One more thing. One more thing. Garrett Wilson's going to return a punt for a touchdown. Um, I'm keeping yeah. track of touchdowns here. All right. Uh, 56 to uh, 20 final score. So this Ohio State defense that is scoring, it's racking up six sacks, is still going to allow 20 points? Yeah, I mean, I think that it is what it is in the, in the secondary right now. I, I think that even though Michigan State is going to turn the ball over and, and Rocky Lombardi isn't good at playing quarterback, um, I think that they know that the way to try to beat Ohio State is they're going to have to chuck it all over the field. Uh, and I, I do like the Michigan State receivers a, a little bit. I think they got a couple young guys that are pretty talented. Uh, that number seven, what's his name? White, Cody White, right? White, Ricky right? White. Ricky White, whatever. He's pretty good. Um, I think that they have um, the gumption to just chuck it down the field like they did against Michigan. And um, the way that the Buckeyes secondary has played so far this year, I think that allows for a, a hit or two, but um, certainly it allows for a turnover or two as well. And uh, yeah, 56 20 Buckeyes. Punt return touchdown, defensive touchdown, and five touchdown passes for Justin Fields and a touchdown run for Trey Sermon. Whoa. He even stuck the Trey Sermon one in there. I know. I did. A lot, a lot to unpack and a lot of predictions that you're trying to steal from me. Just Yeah, I, I, I really, this, really this is about putting you on the spot to have to choose something new this week. Ah, cool. Well, guess what? You left one. There is going to be a defensive touchdown, and Josh Proctor is going to score it. So mark that off on your bingo card. So not Ronnie Hickman. No, he's got to have a pick, but I didn't say he was going to take it back to the house. Like, Rocky how many Lord. picks? How many picks are you predicting? Four. Wowzers. Yeah, all right. Correct answer. Have you watched him play? Like, oh, we're talking about Ohio State secondary. Yes, they've had some problems in the second half. Nobody's going to deny that. Ohio State is still playing most of the game at a very high level. They haven't got to a four-quarter point, you know, four-quarter game at this point. Um, that's fine. I understand, but you know. Okay. They're playing I'm all, I, than well, I, I understand. Rocky Lombardi. Rocky Lombardi. Rocky Lombardi, more like it. <laughs> you said it, buddy. You said it. Um, Glad you've gotten that in there. Uh, I don't – what is my score going to be? It's obviously different than what I said on Monday. It's constantly changing and evolving. Uh, 45 to 7 uh, will be my Only new 45 points. What? Only 45 points. I think this is a situation partly influenced by getting in and out of town as quickly as possible uh, that, you know, we also don't know every player that's going to be available yet, uh, how that might imp imp impact things. Ryan Day's not going to be there to call plays. Um, you know, this might be a straightforward get a win, get into next week, and then start worrying about uh, the game or if you have to find somebody to replace the Wolverines on that following Saturday. You know, they don't need style points. I tried to make that point uh, repeatedly with the college football playoff. The selection committee doubled down on that this week with leaving Ohio State at number four. As long as they win the games that they get to play, they're going to be in the playoff. They don't have to, uh, you know, have throttled Rutgers or, you know, stayed four touchdowns ahead of Indiana. The eye test has been passed. Everybody knows how good Ohio State is. If they beat Michigan State by one, if they beat Michigan by one, if they beat Northwestern, uh, Wisconsin or Iowa by one, they're going to go in. That's just a simple 
fact at this point. So I don't know that Ohio State will be worried about that. They're obviously much better than one point better than all three of those teams, but um, they're not going to be trying to extend that game any longer than necessary or rack up stats or style points to impress people. They don't need to. They need to get in and out of East Lansing as fast as possible. And I hope to do the same when we travel up there to cover that game Saturday at noon. First of all, hope it gets played after I get there. Uh, that wasn't the case last week. Hopefully we get to use this bold predictions video. That wasn't the case last week. Hopefully this season comes to a uh, fitting conclusion as well. That's Berm, Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward. This has been Bold Predictions for Letterman Row. We'll see you next time.